What's cracking, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of the Good Cracking Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ernell Pearson, alongside the Crimson Chin. Gang! Again! Again! What's up? Gang! What's happening, baby? Dude, we have not done a show together in a week, and we have never done a show with just you and I. Dude, first time live right here, right now. Right now, it is me, it is you, the Vermilion Beard himself. It is going to be so fucking good. Dude, what's new? What's been happening? What have you been doing for the past week? Fucking working and not <laughs> sleeping is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, dude. You were, you were telling me off camera that your new job ha- had you kind of swing in day shift and night shift and day shift again. And like, dude, you're tired. You're <laughs> tired. Dude, I am tired. <laughs> like, the exhaustion is real. I got off work at 6 a.m. Okay. and then drove an hour home, got home and into bed. Like, literally, head hit the pillow, 7 a.m., fucking out. 10.30, dude. Three and a half hours later, I'm wide awake. I'm like, this is <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> And this was because you were trying to pick up hours, you said? Is that what it was? Yeah, and, dude. Yeah, you regret that just decision? To, just, just trying to grind and just, yeah, dude. No, I regret a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all, dude. Don't we all? Did you uh, Did you do anything else, like, get a chance to do anything, like, fun, really, that, like, you weren't really talking about in our hands-on segment at all? Like, anything anything extravagant that you want to, like, really, like, bring to light? I don't know. I don't know. You're out there just like murdering people or you just like (laughs) (laughs) you don't even have time to, honestly. No, no time at all, dude. Lots, lots going on. We had some family come in from uh, the Pacific Northwest on their way to Michigan. So we kind of had a busy family weekend and it was chill, busy, but but chill. Oh God, Michigan! What the fuck are they? What the fuck are they doing over there? You know what I mean? Like, dude, <laughs> fucking hellscape. The whole, whole wife side of the family is like from there. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I mean, tell her that. Uh, tell her that I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Godspeed. You know I mean? Good luck. I am, I am so so sorry for that. Uh, not really. <laughs> I am not sorry for other awesome things like the boys nailing it. Stellar Netflix announcements. Our very first review code and much much more because this is the good cracking podcast your choice for other nerdy video game and pop media news reviews and discussions that you want to hear live every tuesday at 7 p.m and saturday at 12 p.m if you're watching live you can submit questions and topics at tinyurl.com slash gk submissions to be a part of the show if you're having a good time so far you can watch us record this show live and ad free by following and subscribing right here at twitch.tv slash good show if you have amazon prime you also have twitch prime and we would love for you to give that to us to help us keep pushing content out for all of you listening and or watching at home but if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment that is totally fine you can catch our episodes on your podcast service of choice at 8 a.m the next day but you can also support us by going to our youtube channel by clicking that link right down there in the about section of our twitch page and clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching good kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there Yuck! we what? have some planner work my good friend some planner work please go watch episode 53 of the good kraken podcast uh right there on youtube just like we just mentioned there we had the wonderful awesome joseph moran 
from the PlayStation Trophy Room podcast on to talk all about his Hispanic heritage and how it applies to him starting a podcast and his and his, kind of just generally his story on starting the Trophy Room and how that worked out for him. I've been a fan of the Trophy Room now for pretty fucking long time. I want to say I found them maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, stellar, stellar fucking work him and Kyle are doing over there. It was so, so much of a fucking honor having Joe here to hang out with us and, and just really just have a fucking good time. You know what I mean? Just have a good time. Uh, please go watch that. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page while you're there. I want to spotlight this just a little bit further. We are trying to get our YouTube page some more kick in there. Get our get our show into more of your little eyeballs. Okay. I want me and Garrick. Sorry, Garrick over there in your fucking eyeballs. Okay. I want us in your eyeballs. <laughs> I want, I want the, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to lick it. Just, mm. Hey, why are you, how are you? <laughs> oh, there it is. I was like, he's going to make it fucking weird. <laughs> listen, listen, people are here for a good time. Not a long time, my guy. All right. Thirdly, we've got, enough, my guy. yeah, this is kind of just what we do. I hear next <laughs> up. We have a very big announcement that do, we are doing soon. Please get your friends, mm-hmm. get your family, get your mans, get your hoes, get all everyone, get everybody in here. Get ready because we're going off. Good Kraken has been working on some stuff for a really long time now for the past basically seven months. Uh, Trying to get things in line for this. It's dope. It's going to be a fucking good time. Please get everybody in here. It's going to be awesome. Uh, With that said, let's get some Nolan I love me some Nolan Horn. Um, Garrick. <laughs> what? Let's what? hit them what? with some little waves, my dude. What 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 is little waves for the people that are watching and listening at home? Little waves. That's our baby news segment. These yes. are the stories we want to tell you guys because we felt it was worth mentioning, but maybe not so important in the industry these days that it deserved a whole article read. Absolutely, my friend. Let's hit them with it. We got some little waves for you guys. Let's talk some shop. All right, so our very first little wave for this evening is Activision's Blitter, Blitter, Activision Blitter. Blizzard, yep. Blittered. Activision Blizzard settles U settles U.S. Equality Opportunity Commission lawsuit for eighteen million dollars, and uh, so that eighteen million dollar lawsuit is going to be going towards uh, all of those who were initially affected and had lawsuits and cases opened uh, for sexual abuse, uh, you know, toxic and 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 violent workplace and uh anything left over should there be anything left over after reparations are received from anybody who had those cases open it's going to be uh going to various charities and etc etc to help out uh women in the gaming industry it's it's good it's it's a step it's a step in the right direction i mean like unfortunately you know i hope some of this money goes towards the family of the girl who fucking unfortunately commit suicide because of everything that happened uh you know i sure it's it's a step we're we're getting somewhere with it i just i don't like how a little bit at a time yeah i don't i don't like how like kodak was out here trying to say that like he 
is trying to make this happen because he wants betterment in the company. And I'm like, bruh, you are the problem in the company. Like, it's like, I, ah, oh, The betterment man. in the company came after you guys got called out. This It should have been yeah. something that was addressed internally. Like, there should have had to have been whistleblowers on something like this in the first place because it shouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fucking shame. It's a fucking shame. Well, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, so apparently we're also be going to be getting a new version, air quotes, of D&D that's going to be coming out in uh, 2024. This is in anticipation of their 50th an- anniversary. So apparently it's not going to be the 6th edition, according to uh, sources out there. It's going to be some sort of adapted, abridged, new content version, like updated v- version 5. So not yeah. quite not quite 6th edition, not, but it's... I'm I mean, curious to see what they're going to do with that. Yeah. It's D&D weird. content, it's, it's pretty spendy, bro, to get yeah. like, the handbooks and stuff. Yeah. And well, and it's also like for the 50th anniversary, you'd think that they would just commit. They would just be like, all right, no, this is this is edition six. Like we're, we're coming in. Yeah. Like we're we'll changing a bunch of shit. Yeah. Let's yeah. just fucking do the thing. Why? Like, I don't understand why they're not. Honestly, he's got a little fucking weird. D&D is a notoriously complicated game with a complicated yeah. history and a complicated fan base. And yeah. I'm sure that everybody that's into that, into that, you know, gaming sphere, they yeah. know what they're getting. Yeah. You know, well, they're well, like, we, we get it. <laughs> Was D&D your TTRPG of choice, would you say? Dude, I that it's something I've never really gotten into TTRPGs like all that much. Mm, that okay, I, that wave just kind of missed me because I never I was never able to find a group of individuals to stick it out that were Oh, okay, okay. Stick they it were out. Willing okay. To, like play, yeah, sure, like willing sure. to stick it out and just like and finish like a campaign. So, but I mean, I feel like Dungeons and Dragons are pretty much that's everybody's go to, or at least their starting point. I feel like yeah, D and D was mine too. Yeah, D and D was mine too. Um, I prefer Call of Cthulhu more because that one is ill. It's an ill version of a TTRPG. There's like an entire like uh. Uh, like a mechanic in the game where each person's character has a psychological like state that's gauged by like numerical value. And the lower your, your psychological like scale is the more like fucked up things you see. Sort of like bloodborne in a weird way, but like out of a TTRPG, it's rad, dude. It's so rad, man. Um, And it's supposed to be, you know, like modern day quote unquote. So you can kind of go with that as, as you will, but <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, t- yeah, good things if you're a D&D fan. New stuff that's not the same 5th edition that we've had for, like, I feel like a better part of a decade now. But, oh, God, I know, right? Hey, know. New, good for you, D&D people. More stuff for y'all. We'll see it. We'll see it. It'll be it'll be a fun yeah. time. Another thing uh, that's been hovering around is Horizon Forbidden West's new gear system is going to be revi- providing Aloy with new skills. Uh, it actually sounds like this is going to be coming up or presented in-game very similar to the way that uh, Spider-Man's super mechanic, his ultimate ability works uh, with like yeah. his suits, his unique suit abilities, his gadgets. Yeah, it's it's I'm interesting. Curious, curious, very curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me me too. It's, it's interesting because it's like obviously like Sony's going to be learning things off of their other big like AAA like single player story games you know i i guess you'd say like they're they they're learning from them and kind of p- 
pushing them towards the developers, like, hey, this might be a good idea here. Or uh, even just the developers themselves is kind of like, that was really dope in the other game that were the same sort of part of a team with. Uh, we should try to play around with that sort of stuff. Is this something you're into? I mean, like, the, fir the first one had outfits where Aloy was, like, having, like... If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I played it, right? But if I remember correctly, like, her outfits have different perks towards different elements or different enemies something like that if i could remember correctly yeah they had they had like resistances that were kind of a, a, like attuned to each piece of armor and then they all had a different variety of like um like slot like a little like add-on slots you can do uh, there was like right, you right, could right. put like little socket stuff into your gear and that's kind of how they did it and i liked that setup in that system but it was pretty basic. I feel like this will add a new fresh layer on top of that, especially if they because this doesn't need to be something that they just replace the old system with. It can be a really good additive. Ooh, I feel like it'll yeah. open up like playstyle combinations. It'll it'll change it up. Give give Aloy's character a little bit more variety in how you want to approach combat encounters and stuff. I sure I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I I my my big thing with with this is I just I don't care what they do with it like mechanically. I just want all the the outfits to look dope because that's like as an artist I'm just like I want all the character art. I want all of the cool fucking outfits and the drip. I want characters to have drip in these fucking video games. I'm trying to feel all the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. dude, I'm so I'm stoked. And they had some good looking they had some good looking costume design in the first game that I was really into. The only thing that I wish they would have done, and I'm almost positive I'm not alone in this, sure. is that very last suit you can get at the end where like you can see the whole suit in like that little chamber where you've got to unlock oh, all the seals. Yeah, you have to get like, but, the like it changes it to look more more period for like the way that like she wore the clothes rather than just getting the suit of armor. Yeah. I want the suit of armor. I mean I mean I guess like canonically we could say that like she got it and then was like, nah, this ain't it. And so she decked it out and like, but that's not what I wanted. I know, I know, <laughs> I, I know. The, dog. I wanted, I wanted the cool armor. <laughs> you want her like Brotherhood of Steel suit? Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. That would have like straight that up. Been cool. like, it would have been fucking I, cool. That's what I wanted. But alas, who knows? We, we maybe they heard that feedback from the first game and we'll get something. Ooh, uh, she just has we'll, a fucking we'll get like, a little something, something. Mo mobile Even if suit. it's just cosmetic, yeah, who knows? <laughs> get her in a Gundam. Let's put there. her in a Gundam. Aloy in hell. Like we don't have to do that. Hell safe. Let's let's do. It. Let's put Aloy in a Gundam like suit right now. I want I want Aloy inside Hell Scythe or like up. like heavy heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Talkers, no. I want her in Talkers. Let's go. Aloy does not need to be in a in a Gundam zoo. No, I mean Aloy's no. been in a lot she of things lately. <laughs> She's been like fucking random ass games for no reason. I don't know. I digress. <laughs> yeah, you better digress because you want to know who isn't digressing. Bethesda, because apparently they came out of here and they're just like, yo, so. Uh, the voice actor for one of the for the main character of Deathloop, I'm assuming. Yes, um, Colt. Colt. Yes. Didn't have a PlayStation Five because nobody has a PlayStation Five except for the people that have PlayStation Fives. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the dude didn't even get to play his own game. So Bethesda hooked it up. They probably, dude. I bet you they literally just phoned that into Sony. They're like, look, 
We know you got a stockpile somewhere. <laughs> Listen. That you're you just handing out to content creators. Just send one our way. We're going to give it to our guy yeah. so he can play yeah. the thing. I don't know. He literally helped make. <laughs> like, do you, do you think they called, and like, Shuhei Yoshida and they were like, dog? Listen, like he he made a game for you. Like you better give him a fucking PS5 right now. Like <laughs> Dude, something tells me that it wasn't even a phone call. It was just like a it was just like a very like professional, like impersonal forwarded email to oh, like the CEO. I was, I was hoping you're gonna say <laughs> passive like, aggressive. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say passive aggressive. It's like <laughs> why would it be Hey, been like, a while since man, you last talked. Get, LOL. Uh, <laughs> Hope you've been good. <laughs> we noticed you've been doing some really cool stuff lately, and we were wondering if we could get in on that. We know it's been doing some cool things lately. We want to know if you want to do one more cool thing. That is it. Yeah, do you guys want to just pass me one of those? Maybe just it, it, we're not asking a lot. Like you know, it's been a minute, and our relationships changed a little bit over the years, and we've been out of touch. Cause, oh wow! You know, you guys, you guys are part of Microsoft now. Yeah, yeah, we. But uh, <laughs> can we get one of your consoles? Just, just real quick, just one. Yeah, just a little yeah, one. Yeah, it's for our guy. Yeah. Hey, we were. I was. It's, it's crazy. I was watching the Game Awards the other night, and I was thinking about how you and I used to watch the Game Awards, uh, or we used to be in the Game Awards together, and it's it's crazy how life changes like that. Oh my god, dude! This you don't have to reply though. That you don't really care about. Yeah, you're like I don't really, I don't really give a shit how you're doing, but I'm gonna ask for a, I'm gonna be polite and then ask for a favor real quick. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to reply to this or anything, but like, just thought I'd, <laughs> thought I'd let you know I'm thinking about you. There. <laughs> Lol, like. Yeah. Oh, my god. oh my god. Anyways, yeah, no, that's. And so, yeah, and so that's exactly, you heard it first here at Good Crack, and that's how, that, yeah, that, that's, that is that's, exactly how it happened, and that's how Bethesda contacted Sony and mm-hmm, got the voice mm-hmm, actor for yes, Destiny with PlayStation Yes, 5. yes, that's exactly, it did. Yeah. We can confirm, we can confirm, it checks yep. out, yeah, we're doctor guys, uh, trust us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, in other good news, uh, this actually just dropped a couple of days ago, the Last of Us HBO series got some first revealed image of Pedro Pascal's Joel and Bella Ramsey's Ellie, dude, okay, I'm assuming you've seen the pictures for this, right? Dude, it looks... Look, listen, we've all been, I'm sure, having a bit of hesitancy with this, right? Like, there's a good... There's there's a really good chance it's going to be stellar. There's there's a bit of a chance that this could be absolute ass, right? There's a bit of a chance. Let's be real here. This photo came up... HBO HBO can go either way. (laughs) Exactly. It's right, right. It's like a weird, like, sort of, like, 60-40, like, hit or miss, like, opportunity here. And they showed the screenshot, and I immediately was kind of like, this is going to rock, dude. This is going to be rad. I'm so stoked for this. Like, seeing it just, like, did it for me. I was scrolling through Twitter when I saw it, when I stumbled upon it, and I actually, like, doubled back on it because I legit... I just thought it was a screenshot. Yeah. Dude, oh, dude, I saw people replying to it and they were like, honestly, like, I, I couldn't even tell the, if this was the game or like real, like live action at first, which is like totally fair yeah. because fucking Last of Us Part Two looks insane. That game looks absolutely stunning. And so even like, yeah, I, I kind of had to do a quick, like little bit of a double check myself, too. But uh, it oh, my gosh, dude, I'm like, so the, the weird sort of like early Walking Dead vibes I got got off of it. I was like, yo, like, I'm, I'm here for this, right? I'm here for this. Yeah. I put it in my fucking veins. Let's go. I'm really excited for it. I think everybody I think everybody is a little hesitant. I did that image that getting leaked or revealed, I guess, not necessarily leaked. Yeah, revealed, yeah, yeah. 
uh, I think that reassured a lot of people. Because I haven't played yeah. the games, like I've said, I've said it a bunch of times. I've never played the games, God. but I'm actually rather interested in the show because I like the story. The story in the game is oh, great. I I wish you did. I wish you did. I wish you just play these damn games, man. I really wish you. Last was part two, so good, Garrick. It's so good. It's so good. It's not. I'm, I haven't like say. I've, I haven't like. I'm never gonna not play the game. Maybe I'll play sure. it one day. Who knows? Sure. 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 But. But, <laughs> but Netflix Extraction Two trailer confirms that Chris Hemsworth, Tyler Rake has survived. Garrick, did you oh, watch Extraction? If you haven't, nope. Oh my I god, dude! You, dude, you need to. You fucking okay? It is so. It is so. John Wick slash Taken. It's absurd and it rocks. The choreography oh, in it really? is really, really fucking cool. It's really cool. And if I remember, if I, it's, I think it's been like a year and a half. I didn't since get I John it. Wick vibes from the trailer though. That's interesting. It's, it's got John Wick choreography with like taken story plot. It's rad, dude. Okay. It's, it's super sick. The choreography is really, really stellar. Um, a majority, if I remember correctly, a majority of the fight scenes are like single shot pan stuff. And so it's like, the choreography is like just extremely vast and how they've had to like memorize these entire like set pieces. And it's not just like choreography inside of like just like a room and they're duking it out. Right. Like they're doing like entire like choreography that's like based in like fighting each other through like a series of buildings and then like on the streets and stuff like it's stellar. You have to watch. Yeah. Even so Devin, is, is Devin. Chris Hemsworth character. Uh, is Chris Hemsworth character the the main character? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's the main character of it, and uh, he it, it, honestly, it's Chris Hemsworth. But, you know, like it's it's like he's he's gonna play the beautiful fucking action star in a movie like this, <laughs> and and he doesn't need to overact or underact or anything. He can just be fucking just Chris be. Hemsworth in this movie, and it works, and it totally works. Yeah. And yeah, even even Devin's in the chat says I can I can confirm extraction is hype. It's hype, Garrick. You need to fucking watch it, dude. You need to watch it. Word. All right, all right, I'll put it on the list, put it on the list. Tight, dude. So we're going to move into some main news segments here today, guys. It's it's going to be dope. We have a couple pieces here that are super sick. And we're starting off with the Boys spinoff series is a go at Amazon. It's full of hormonal college-aged soups. This comes from Mason Downey at GameSpot, and it reads like this. The mysterious college set spinoff of Amazon's hit series, The Boys, has been brewing for a while now, but has finally been given the official go-ahead by the studio. According to a press release, the spinoff has been greenlit to tell the story of, quote, America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes, run by Vought International, end quote. The show still untitled will be, quote-unquote, irreverent and R-rated, while exploring the lives of, quote-unquote, hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I fucking need it. I need it. Uh, so exactly the sort of messed up raunchy superhero content you've no doubt to come to expect while watching The Boys, but with more teens and 20-somethings in the mix. 
The spinoff will star Jazz Sinclair, Liz Broadway, Sha Shane, Pow McGee, Amy Carrero, Raina Hardesty, and Maddie Phillips. Michelle uh, Fazekas, I think is how it's pronounced, and Tyra Butters will share show-running duties and familiar faces from the boys' creative team like Eric Kripke and Kripke, sorry, and Seth Rogen will serve as executive producers. In a statement, Kripke shared his excitement for the project. Quote, much like Mork and Mindy spun off from Happy Days, which is an insane and true fact, our spinoff will exist in the Vought cinematic universe, yet have a tone and style all, all its own. It's our take on a college show with an ensemble of fascinating, complicated, and sometimes deadly young soups. Michelle and Tara are stone-cold geniuses. We're thrilled to have them steer the ship and grateful to Sony and Amazon for the opportunity. We love this show and can't wait for you to see it. Also, Baywatch Nights spun off from Baywatch, and it had vampires. Vampires! End quote. No air date has been set for the spinoff. It will probably receive a title first. The boys will return to Amazon for season three. Garrick, my dude, what is your hype level on this? Is this doing it for you? My dude, is this hitting the gauge for you? Is this pumping the gas? I'm a little hesitant. Okay, okay. And here's why. Okay, hit me. Oh, and and maybe you can confirm, which will put my my hesitancy to rest. Do you know is this based off of the original source material, or is this original content being written for the show? This one's hard because I I I never actually read the original comics for the boys, so I couldn't really exactly tell you myself, and I didn't quite dive into this too much. I don't think it's like completely based in any form of like like real source too. I don't think the boys like had like a spinoff series as far as like their comics right. and stuff so like i don't think so but they've been nailing it with the boys and i trust that they would be able to come up with something really really cool even just out of their own inspiration for like what they've done so far i got i got good True. feelings about it i will definitely be checking it out regardless because i love the boys I, I i'll just probably go into this one a little like not full gung ho, just because I want to make sure they're going to deliver. Because the boys have been really, really good, but you know, just the fact that the the show doesn't have a title kind of leads me to believe that they're still in the process of like creating a lot of what's going to go into this show story wise. Sure, uh, sure. Obviously, we've got plenty of time before it comes out. This is basically just a green light announcement, but I'm curious to see where they go with it. I feel like the the boys universe is going to is kind of setting itself up well to be like a big thing for Amazon Prime. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll be cool, dude. I I just I love the boys just like as a piece of content generally speaking, so it's like I'm down, dude. They they could get they could give us a show that's like the boys but it's like <clears throat> I don't know, fucking like random citizens that work in the city that just like randomly meet each other. I don't fucking they know. Like just, they could give yeah. us like the boys sitcom and I'd be down. You know, <laughs> give us that like early <laughs> <Yeah>. 90s. <laughs> like, like, we're going to give you up. I gotta let you <laughs> they do like the <laughs> slow mo intros and shit. I'm sorry. Their, na their name pops up. Yep, yep. Homelander just right there and he's just. Beat. Anyways, <laughs> it just says Homelander as himself. <laughs> yeah, he's sucking on a bottle. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I, I, I could say that. Anyways, Garrett, go ahead and take our second story, my dude. Well, All second right. coverage. Like, I guess you can say. Thing, yeah, <laughs> not really a story on this one. So these are the. So, do you, is this just pronounced Tudum? I think it's. I think it's Tudum. I think it's Tudum. Tudum announcement. Tudum. Tudum. 
think it would be it would be have two D's if it was Tutum. So I think Tutum. So my question for this here is yes. this are these is this just stuff coming to Netflix or is this other streaming services? This is only stuff coming to Netflix. Tutum is Netflix's new uh brand new. This is the first time doing it. It is it is the event okay. that they do that is a live stream where they do a bunch of announcements. I think it was like somewhere like 47 like movie or no, like 47 like TV show announcements and then like 23 like movie announcements that they did. Uh wild, dude. There is a lot, but I I just kind of picked out the 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 big ones that could be talked about. Dude, that's kind of crazy that like streaming platforms are definitely getting up there in such a way that like they can get their own little like announcement showcases can and stuff. That's that, kind of interesting. <laughs> we have yeah, Netflix dude, what a, conferences. What a now. time to be alive! God, man, I, to to do what we do, I'm here for it, bro. I'm here for it. Like, yeah. we just give us all, all the, the conferences. Yes, yes, dude. Anyways, hit us with the list, my guy. All right. So these are some noteworthy releases that are going to be coming to Netflix. Uh, we're going to be starting off with Red Notice. This is a new, uh, it's like a spy action film that's going to be coming out with Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the cast on that one looks pretty splendid. Oh, honestly. dude. They, so they, they released this with a, uh, uh, it was like a three minute trailer. And it's just a fight scene between Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. And she wins at the very end You're, it's it's kind of hype it's kind of hype honestly like i'm here i'm here for it yeah, <laughs> dude. stranger things season four will be coming out in 2022 uh creel house what is that is yeah that so uh so this is uh this stranger things new trailer that they did for season four was that them the kids kind of doing like a voiceover i think specifically dustin was doing like a voiceover of uh sort of a documentary sort of thing talking about uh, the Creel family in their home and how they were all murdered by the husband who uh, was from a psychiatric hospital. Um, or no, he, no, sorry, I got that messed up. He, the husband was sent to a psychiatric hospital and he slaughtered the entire psychiatric hospital. That's what it was. Um, and so I think, I think, I think they're going to kind of do a Halloween theme for the season four thing. Because if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think season one dropped around Halloween. Or season two, one of them dropped around Halloween and they kind of like formatted. There was like a pre-Halloween celebration there. I think we could end up getting yeah. this around October next year. And they're going to hit us like a Halloween theme. Because I know I know season three was dropped around uh around uh 4th of July and they did like an entire 4th of July celebration the first episode season you, 3 literally dropped on 4th of July yes exactly and they made it work within the show where like yeah. on 4th of July it was 4th of July and so I think they're going to probably hey, well, do yeah the, the release there. date there was some relevancy to what the season reflected I've I'm curious fucking to love because season season 4 is going to be the final season isn't it uh I can't attest to that I can't attest to that I'm not okay. exactly sure I do know that it's going to be focusing a lot more on uh, Harper is kind of what I do remember news coverage talking Hopper, about. Hopper, you mean? Hopper, yeah, Harper. Jim Hopper. My bad. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, his name's Harper. Yeah, my bad. Hopper, yes, yes. Hopper. Also, yes. read in the no, chat what's happening, cool. dude. Uh, yeah, here, read. I'll hit you with that welcome command, my guy. There you go, dude. There you go, dude. Anyways, Garrett, continue on, my friend. Yes. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounced this title. Also coming out in 2022. This is going to be Genia. So it's uh, apparently so it's a Kanye documentary, right? So it's technically genius, okay, so. genius. 
Uh, <laughs> do I want to talk about it? No. Uh, <laughs> I even like accidentally clicked the logo. Oh, genius that he literally doesn't even spell it the way it's supposed to be spelled. I cannot express to you the irony of that. It was so misspelled that I had to, I struggled to pronounce it. Genius, my ass. Apparently, there's a Kanye documentary coming out in 2022. See it if you want. Also, Sex Education is getting a season four. Have you watched a show yet? I haven't. There you go. Netflix has so much. Netflix has just the backlog groweth, dude. That's literally like. I feel like I'm having a harder time keeping up with shows these days than I do video games. Oh, dude, seriously, there's so many. There's so many, dude. And, and it sucks because I like I being in a long distance relationship. I want to watch them with my partner. But like we don't have all the time in the world to watch them in the way that I need to watch them. And so <laughs> there's a couple of things that I've been wanting to watch. Like, right. I don't know, uh, Squid Game. Uh, I've been wanting to watch for fucking days now. And I can't yet. Like, I want to watch Midnight Mass. But I just got I got to hold up for my partner really fast. This is so much stuff, dude. So much stuff. Oh, dude, Box I know. Network coming in with a raid. Hi, guys. Thank you guys again What's for up? coming in and hanging out. We're, we're talking right now. Netflix announcements from the other day. We're kind of moving into the show here. Uh, yeah, dude, I I've heard sex. Ed- ed- sex education is really good. Um, both. I mean, it's got uh, literally. It's got and, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. It has to be good to some extent. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope I hope it's just the name of the show and not what they're talking about. <laughs> it's this entire yeah. it's, maybe it's, hopefully it's not that on the nose. Is it, is it on? Is it on History Channel? Is it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't speak much on sex education, but I know, especially recently, because that we met some of the individuals from the show at Fanex. Uh, Cobra Kai season four. Let's drop in December 31st. Let's go. I fucking need it right now. I need it right now. I'm not going to talk too deep into it because I want us to burn through this list, but uh, but fucking we need Terry Silver Garrick. Oh my fucking god. If you're a fan of Karate Kid, you need to watch this fucking show. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, dude. I am. I'm it's on my list. It's on my list. Good. I have a lot of time at work to watch shows now, so I'm going to start burning through things here pretty quick. Oh, God, dude. Yes, yes. Continue on. All right. So some other announcements. I'm going to kind of breeze through a couple of these because I'm not super familiar with them. But if you're excited for them, good for you. So we also have Sandman coming to Netflix. Uh, No release date on that one. We've got Arcane coming November 6th. Hellbound coming November 19th. And we've got Vikings Valhalla. No release date there. Tiger <clears throat> King season two. <laughs> I'm so upset that they're doing this. Why I'm so upset that they're doing Tiger this. Tiger King season two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Army of Thieves coming out October 29th. And we've got The Witcher 2, uh, which is going to be getting the prequel show called Blood Origins. Season two is going to be coming out. And season three announcements, spinoffs, lots of Witcher things coming up in the near future because it, it the universe deserves the attention. So one thing I do want to point out uh, out of this list just really fast before we move on. Uh, have you watched Vikings? So I I only have caught bits and pieces of it. And I know that one of the actors from Vikings plays the voice actor for the male Eivor. 
in Valhalla. Oh, if really? I recall. Oh, yeah. Really? And that's kinda, like, so that was how he got cast. And so I've been really interested in watching the show from because I'm familiar with him because of Avor's voice acting uh, for the male character, at least. So I haven't watched it yet, but I've it's it, I love Vikings and I've heard great things about it. Oh, my God, dude. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like in a, in a lot of ways. So it it sort of slaps like Game of Thrones uh, minus the last season. Uh, it's it, it, it sort of slaps as Game of Thrones, but with a lot less mystical shit going on like there's no dragons or anything and it is grounded in somewhat of a reality thing with the exception of some interactions they have with supposed like norse gods um there's like a spiritual component that they you know that they pull into culturally yes yes exactly yeah and 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 they and they're they're very very like good about being like relatively like connected to the actual history of like the vikings coming to england and that relationship and like Ragnar Lothbrok like being a big pivotal part of that. Uh, the reason I want to point this out is because Vikings uh, Valhalla, this announcement, they didn't have a date for it, but this is going to be a direct sequel of the History Channel show Vikings uh, set 100 years in the future of the end of the show Vikings. And so that's uh, leaning us into right around the time of William the Conqueror, uh, who was actually a direct descendant of one of the characters from Vikings. So it's cool. Like I'm, I'm a weird like okay. world history nerd when it comes to this stuff. So I have a really big appreciation for the shit. Uh, rad. I'm super fucking stoked about it. Super stoked about Here it, dude. What, which one of these are you like the most hype on? Honestly, I'm torn between a couple of them. I would say off of, off just off the cuff. I'm really excited to see Red Notice. Oh my god, dude! Like, seriously, like, I after- saw the trailer for that, and I was just like this cast is going to be phenomenal together. Like some of them have already worked together and prove they have that chemistry on screen. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Like I, Ryan Reynolds has like comedy. The dude's a comedy genius. Oh, like absolutely. he has perfect comedic timing yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is literally <laughs> just like, you can't not enjoy anything he's in, like at least a little bit. And, uh, Gal Gadot, my dude. I don't oh. even need like You're she right. can. She'll right. act. I You're mean, right. acting wise, she's gonna act both of their socks off. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's gonna fucking <laughs> slay the entire game. Absolutely, dude. Um, but like, oh, I love her. Yeah, I just wish she would have not done. 1984. Anyways, we're going we're to move it. <laughs> we, we, don't even talk about, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, Resident Evil 4 VR release date announced. This comes from Matt Kim at IGN. Resident Evil 4 VR will be released exclusively for Oculus Quest 2 on October 21st, 2021. Along with a new gameplay trailer, Oculus has announced its full VR remake of Capcom's beloved survival horror masterpiece that will make the jump to virtual reality this October. IGN has a full hands-on preview of Resident Evil 4 VR. You can read it right now. But without spoiling too much of the preview, Resident Evil 4 VR is a refreshing new take on the 2005 classic and makes a horror shooter feel practically new. Resident Evil 4 VR supports both full motion movement and teleportation travel. Oh, sorry, I burped a little bit. Oh, good God. Sorry, guys. Uh, one of the biggest changes to RE4 in VR is how items are managed. You'll now be able to draw your weapons and items directly from your virtual body, whether that's reaching to your belt for a gun or pulling a health item from your left shoulder. 
Entire puzzles and other objects, like the typewriter you used to save, have been recreated in VR to be fully interactive as well. When Resident Evil 4 was released in 2005, it became an instant classic. Not only did it modernize the Resident Evil series, but many of the franchise's newest games are directly inspired by Resident Evil 4 today. You hype on this, Garrett? You tied on this? I don't know, I don't know what your experience is with VR and not, but uh, let's go. I don't have a lot of personal experience with VR, but... I can admit, dude, there's going to be a lot of insurance claims on the Oculus Rift after this game gets released because people are just going to be yeeting controllers. <laughs> like, I can, can you, I can see it. You're just like, you're walking around and shit, and then like, you're just going to get a jump scare and you'll be like, fuck. And then it's just going to be gone. It's just going to be embedded in the wall. <laughs> do you, do you throw things and you get scared? Is that what it is? Are you, are you like projecting that onto other people and just hoping that Look, you're I don't not going to talk about it? Are you not going to? You know, you know, I feel you don't want to take that responsibility. I'm speaking objectively and from no experience from myself whatsoever. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, no, I can attest for that. I can attest for that. Remember, I'm a doctor guy. Trust me. Yeah, um, confirmed. It is confirmed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, this is kind of cool. Dude, this this is really cool. I think I think the Resident Evil franchise has sort of like found a home in VR that like I didn't think that they would ever be able to take on until I saw Biohazard hit VR. And I was like, yo, like this could be it. Like 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 horror games going to find a place in VR that is so special and specific to the horror franchise. Th this could absolutely be stellar. Absolutely. So yeah, I do want to uh, point out, I 100% agree. I do want to point out really quick read in the chat. Uh, uh, says Resident Evil 4 VR before Resi 4 Remastered is kind of sus. I have to disagree. Resi 7 is a significantly scarier game. There was none of that upon release of that, uh, of that VR. Sure. Uh, I mean, like my point in that really was just like the, the idea that it, it, it takes all it takes is for one game to do something that is just like, being involved in something that's kind of like cool, like regardless of whether or not it was like scary or significant or like a big part of it, it's big inherently because it means that a lot of attention is going to go to that and people are going to experience it. And that means we're going to have more attention on that avenue of gaming, which means more funding is going to go there. More money is going to go there. More cool things are going to go there. More development opportunity is going to go there. Technology is going to go there. So on and so forth. So that just means it's only going to get better from there. And if one day comes and I get to play fucking Silent Hill in VR and absolutely shit myself, just just shit everywhere, Garrick. Just my pants are just 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 dripping, just dripping in shit. OK, like I might actually just wear shorts purposely so that people can see the shit dripping down my leg as I'm playing Silent Hill in VR. OK. Cool. Let's move on. Uh, so. <laughs> Cool. I'm just gonna go ahead and crack open the alcohol now. Let's Thank move you on. For this, this is your fault. This I'm is so fault. sorry. The, the, the box guys are in here. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> sorry, y'all. Let's move on to our second segment. This is our hands-on segment. As we talk a little bit about some games that we've been watching and movies or shows that we've been. Oh, sorry, I said games that we've been watching. Games we've been playing and shows and or movies that we've been watching recently. Uh, we kind of do like one and a half. Uh, <sighs> Garrick, my dude, what have you been experiencing? this past week uh i will start with shows this week and this will probably just be the one i focus on 
primarily. But, uh, dude, Star Wars Visions. Oh, oh my god. Star I haven't Wars finished Visions. it yet, so don't go into too many details, but two episodes Has... in. Let's go. Let's go. Dude. Oh, it has been a treat to watch. I don't have I haven't I'm halfway. I'm like a little over halfway because there's nine there's nine episodes. Sure, sure. And I'm on six. And you can like if you're an anime fan, especially someone that has grown up with anime, both watching some of the older stuff and the newer stuff, it's amazing to see like that the homage they pay to like those specific studios in those like anime styles incorporated into like alternate versions of the Star Wars universe oh, and God, the timeline. Right, and right. dude, it's just so visually stunning and it's the Star Wars that I needed and I don't even give a crap if any of it's canon, it's canon to me. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing is that they haven't explicitly said that it's not canon. It's just like sort of being interpreted as not canon because obviously like it'd be kind of weird to just have this random Japanese town somewhere like i I don't know like 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 obviously you know, know there's something well, who knows i mean honestly like <laughs> disney's constantly at this point retconning and canonizing just the most random bullshit ever i i just, i don't know i don't know but this is you're right this this show's fucking dope it's dope it just it's it's star wars content that everybody even if you are not an anime fan and you are an avid star wars fan i urge you to check this out like don't be dissuaded by the animation style a lot of people are going to be especially some of those old star wars heads they're going to be like nyark's not for me my father-in-law literally said that to me as i was watching the first episode i'm pretty sure if i can get him to sit through one episode with me he'll be hooked regardless of the animation style well, and the, and because the there's, just, there's something for everybody the beauty of it, too, is that, like, each episode's only, like, 15 minutes long. So it's it's not like you're, like, yeah. investing a whole bunch of fucking time, like The Mandalorian or whatever. So it's, like, granted, The Mandalorian was fucking mwah. But, uh, th- I mean, like, still, like, even if you don't like the animated stuff, like. Yeah, and it's an anthology. So you can watch just the ones you like, skip the ones you don't, and nobody will say anything worse for it. They're yeah. all great yeah. for, for different reasons. Like, they've all got, like, a very unique and a very distinct anime style, you can tell. Like if you're an anime fan, like I said, if you're like you're familiar with the studios, like you can you're like, yep, they're going for this art style and they're like paying homage to this anime, this anime and this anime. And like it's just nice to see that, you know, in a beautiful, nice, neat little Star Wars skin. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. And and like I'm I'm really stoked to see the rest of it. But that first episode, man, me and Devin watched it. Uh, together over discord the duel uh, oh my god yeah dude oh yes. my lord me and Devin were getting so fucking hype over that episode while we were watching together i was like oh i need it i need it so damn bad. oh dude like, it was it was so good but then the second episode's kind of weird and i'm like <laughs> the second episode the second episode pays homage to a very particular genre of anime I yeah, honestly yeah. got like really hardcore, like fully coolie vibes from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fully coolie is not for everybody. No, nope. it's a great homage. <laughs> but if you're not into like sing Sami happy, like happy go lucky animes, like that episode might not be for you. But there's plenty of other episodes that are super rad. All right. Uh, oh, Reed's head now. All right. All right, Reed. We'll see. We'll see you again soon, dude. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming in. B. Um, do you have anything else that you've been watching? 
playing? Um, no, not watching. As I just mentioned, like the new jobs kind of gotten me, giving me a lot of bit of a lot of free time. I've been okay. reading a lot of books, a lot of books lately, man. Oh, give that read like, on, give that read on. What have you been reading? What do you got? Yeah, what do you got dude. for us? What do you got for us? So, Here we go. Let's say Twilight. Say Twilight. <laughs> okay. Wait. So hold up. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Garrick. Garrick. <laughs> Did I just expose you on accident? Did I just expose you on accident? <laughs> you did, bro. Okay, okay, okay. okay I okay. fucking okay. love this show. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, defend yourself. It's not Twilight. Okay. It's not Twilight. But it is an Earth. You said it, but it is New Moon. <laughs> It is an urban fantasy series that's okay. like okay. really romance heavy. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. I'm here for it. I'm here so, for it. I'm not judging for that. The, there's the there's two series right now. They're actually really, really good. The author, her name's Patricia Briggs. Okay. And um, so the first, the uh, like the first series, there it's called the Mer- the Mercy Thompson series. Been super into it. And the main character, uh, her name is Mercedes Thompson, and she is a half Native American shapeshifter. And she can shapeshift in, into a coyote, and she's like married and mated to like the alpha of a werewolf pack, and they get into all sorts of shenanigans in like the tri city areas of Washington. But it's like it's dark, like there's That's... fairies, but they're like traditional brothers grim sort of fae. Like the fae can't lie, can't touch cold iron, are super devious, you know. And like it's really dark and interesting and well written. That's that's I, I love them, dude. That and honestly, like rad. werewolves are. My <laughs> so i'm super here for it if like if you don't mind like steamy kind of romancy writing every now and then like sure, sure. The, the action the action scene and the drama in the in the series is great and then the other one i'm reading is also an, it's a spinoff from the same author patricia briggs and uh it's called the alpha and omega series pretty much the same thing except for this one focuses on two werewolves instead i'm Honestly, way down. That sounds that sounds mega hype. I think actually my partner might They're be books, like dude. really into that too. Um, hit me with the information on that. Get, yeah, th- throw that to me over text or something because I, I want to check that out. Oh, that, yeah, that sounds extra yeah, hype. They're great books. In the in the meantime, what I did check out that I am unfortunately very regretful uh, to <laughs> announce here is that I rewatched Venom One. <clears throat> How does it hold up? Uh, it don't. <laughs> <laughs> I only Garrett, saw it in theaters and I haven't seen it again. Garrett, can you can you can you do me a favor? Can you answer me one important question here? Answer me one important question here. How how did they get away with selling us this heap of fucking trash? <laughs> I am so upset that I even gave my I invested time to watching this again and it was worse the second time than it was the first time because I could remember all the fuckery that was happening in this movie. Garrick, why did they do this to us? I'm begging. Dude, you want to know? Obviously, yeah, the, the Venom film. Oh, God. It's okay. like you can you can literally watch it. And I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Okay. Okay. You can be like, this has got fucking Sony's fingerprint all over it, dude. Absolutely, like, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's not a Marvel movie. It's a Sony movie. Like, it shows. <laughs> we just washed our hands of that responsibility. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. It's it's just like I I was I remember watching it and I like I I got maybe fifteen minutes in and I was like, why did I do this to myself? 
Like I can't like look, I'm well, I'm only watching because Venom 2 comes out this week, right? Me and Devin are gonna go see it. We're gonna we'll talk schedule I mean, later but the, like literally wearing a venom hoodie right now right i'm i'm just so just like infinitely disappointed that they gave us a venom that was so focused on being like a comedic beat the entire movie when they have they have some semblances in this movie of some really dark messed up stuff that happens that directly involves venom that i wish they would have committed that way and they don't like they like they they no. they they just don't like there's some really dope like visual stuff that happens in this movie and they just don't like commit to that they wanted so badly to have a venom that was funny that they sacrificed Tom Hardy to do it and I'm so upset I'm it's so upset real. it's oh, so frustrating God man that's I know. actually one of the the way that Venom the first Venom film resolves has me concerned for the runtime of the second one. But I also feel like it could accidentally be a blessing in disguise for the movie because at 90 minutes, if they keep it fast paced enough, it's really hard to fuck up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like Joe mentioned this on uh, on Saturday's episode is like, how long are these fight scenes going to be like <laughs> for a movie that's only 90 minutes long, an hour and a half? Right. Like, are like that's true. It's like how much action is going to be realistically. That. Yeah. Like how much action is actually going to be in this movie? It's either going to be mostly action or it's not. And only one of these things is tight. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like <laughs> if they go with the, if they go with the mostly action, 90 minutes is an appropriate runtime. Sure. If they do some sort of goofy gobbledygook like they did with the first one and then just like put a put like a five and a half minute climactic end scene with Carnage at the end like I'm going to literally just pee in the seats and leave like I'll be so that, that, that's how I'll express my outrage I'm gonna I'm be there to pee in the seat and leave I'm gonna be there right with you wearing my shit shorts and I'm just gonna let the shit drip down my leg as, as the movie comes yeah, dude, to an end we're just gonna like we're just going to stand up and I'm going to be like, all right, I got one. If you got two and we're going to be like, okay, I've got and then one. We're just gonna if get you get in two. the movie theater and leap, <laughs> if you screw this up, <laughs> I've got one. If you got two, See, there's, there's <laughs> a lot of stakes here. This is why Venom 2 needs to be good. Otherwise they're going to be people shitting and pissing in movie theaters all over the country. Why, why are, why is it sort of like insinuated that we're like the bad boys of, of, of I understand and why we haven't had an episode with just the two of us yet. Because Devin keeps us in check. We are the, we are the bad boys. We are Will Smith and Martin Lawrence of pissing and shitting. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Piss. Maybe I do. <laughs> Piss boys for life. <laughs> Ride together, die together. Oh Piss boys for life. <laughs> oh my god. I hate it so much. Anyways, that's kind of the only thing that I've really like watched too much. I had a really busy weekend. I officiated my friend's wedding on Saturday. I had uh, music stuff yesterday and then my nephew's birthday party. So like the entire weekend I was basically like fucking booked the entire time. So unfortunately Did I didn't get a chance like? to really dive in too much outside of like maybe I got a chance to watch like a couple episodes in the new season of Law & Order SVU. Mega hype. Um, especially because the ending of the, the last the season. The cast changed it, right? The cast changed this season, right? 
Um, kind of. Or the cast has kind of been in the process of changing. The the, ca- the cast is, well, okay, so Law & Order SVU is a pretty, like, static show for the most part. So they kind of, like, the, the, each each episode kind of flows into the next. So they don't, they're not constantly changing cast, but every couple of years, they get rid of one of the detectives and then replace them with a new detective. That's right. And I That's think... Right. I think they're getting ready to do that because they have one detective who's kind of like spiraling a little bit. And then there's this new guy who's kind of like killing it. So either he's sus or he's like tight and they're going to re- replace the other. Yeah, we'll see. They, they do it. They do it like once every other, you know, every other season, basically um, get rid of somebody that they don't need anymore. So, you know, we'll fucking see about it. I mean, who doesn't love a good police procedural, man? Like, that's oh, just God. Zen TV. I know, right I know. It's like, like, listen, guys, listen, listen, it's a cab all day. Right. But. <laughs> but Law & Order SVU is one of the best fucking pieces of television ever. Period. That sh- this show's dude, so dude, fucking rad. Th- I watched that so much. Like that was like my one of my go-to I'm home from school sick oh, dude, today it, shows. Exact same, dude, same. My like I was a huge fucking like loved Elliot Stabler in this fucking show. Loved Elliot Stabler in this damn show and been basically in love with Olivia Benson since I was a kid. And having Elliot Stabler back in the show as sort of like a cameo character, like every other episode, is so sick. They started doing that this last season, and I'm here for it. Absolutely here for it. Yes. Awesome. I didn't know he was coming back. Yeah, dude. He oh, he has his own show now as Elliot Stabler. It's like what? Law, yeah, dude, he has his own show. It's like like it's like Law and Order. I, like I know he did Happy. Yeah, he did Happy, and that was dope. Yeah, uh, no, he he has his own show as Elliot Stabler. He came back to Law and Order SVU Ooh. and reunited with Olivia. It was dope. I cried a little bit. It was tight, right? Um, some stuff happens, and he has to go chasing after a very specific person who does said stuff, and that show is about his chasing that person. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, dude. And now they do just like random crossovers all the time. Oh, dude. Oh, God. It's so good. That's so damn good. But you know what else is good, Garrick? We at Good Kraken, everyone listening and watching at home. I'm looking at you, Charles. I'm looking at you, Lucy. I'm looking at all y'all watching this tonight. Also, guys, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. We love you. Um, We at Good Kraken have been offered the greatest offering one could possibly give a bunch of of just weird fucking dudes that talk to webcams about shitting and pissing in movie theaters, okay? <clears throat> we have been given the honor of reviewing a game that just came out today. I have played In Sound Mind, a game that came out this morning. Uh, I played it over the weekend. I beat this game. This is our very, very first review code, and I'm very honored very honored to say that I got a chance to play this damn game. Uh, this has uh, first. Off, I want to pre preface this by saying thank you to Modus Games for giving us this code for review purposes. Want to start off there. Don't want us to get sued. Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys, for for giving us that code. We appreciate you guys. In Sound Mind is a game is an indie title that comes from a uh, uh, a developer developers called uh, We Create games and uh small indie team from makers of nightmare house 2 uh, a couple like like portal flash games um and they've worked on very small projects and this game uh 
is obviously going to be doing something because even just like visually looking at this game, you can see that they've made a lot of really, really big steps forward since Nightmare House 2, and it's only going to get better from there. So what I want to do tonight, I got to play this fucking game over the weekend. I beat it. And I want to start off by saying that this game does a lot of really, really good things and a lot of very tedious, unnecessary things. I want to say, and I will, I will, first off, let me start with this. Okay. <laughs> In the notes for this game that was give that were given to us, it was expressed. This game should be about an eight to 10 hour experience. Okay. It okay. is not, <laughs> it is not an eight to 10 hour no. experience. dog. The, okay. <clears throat> this, this game is very much a puzzle game. So this is very, very much a psychological horror puzzle action game. And the puzzles in this game are to to almost a fault are extremely difficult sometimes um, because there is little to no tutorial um, about a majority of the, the mechanics that are within this game and the mechanics, much like mm. a good example I would have is Bioshock. Um, a lot of the mechanics that happen in this game are very pivotal to move into the next area of the game or the next section of the game or the next section of the level that you're trying to uh, make your way through. And there's very little tutorial on how the mechanics work. They sort of like use environmental clues and let you sort of experiment as you go in order to find out what these mechanics are as you do it. Okay. And okay. it's, it's both rad and extremely inconvenient because what should have apparently been an eight to 10 hour experience turned into a 22 hour experience for me. Because <laughs> that's a pretty big discrepancy. It, it's and it's time, like with gameplay time. Well, and here and here's the deal too. Okay, and this is going to kind of talk a little bit about grievances that I had with the game. I'm going to kind of go with this through this in sort of like phases, right? So first off, I want to start by talking about what the game is about. So this game is about the main character Desmond Wales, who is a psychologist. Um, specifically, a therapist, a psychological therapist, and he wakes up lost in an apartment building that he lives in down in the basement, like the storage unit in the basement. And the city that this apartment is in is flooded. And he is trying to figure out why he just woke up there. What's going on? The entire building is abandoned. There's a bunch of boxes and stuff cluttered all around the apartment building. And he doesn't know what the hell is going on. And you're trying to figure out what's going on to make a very long convoluted story short. Uh, you are sort of stumbling upon a series of stories between four patients of his that you are physically manifesting what's going on inside of their brain based on what he knows through their psychological sittings that he sat down with them for. Um, and each level, there are technically four levels outside of the hub world, which is the apartment complex, essentially the apartment building. And, uh, 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 the, the levels are found by finding tapes like uh, record like record tapes that are scattered across the building. And so this hub world sort of acts as a Metroidvania 
sort of style where you're having to go through one thing, complete it, get a new item that can help you unlock the new area of the apartment building in which where you get a new thing that will help you unlock a new area of the apartment building and so on and so forth. And then okay. there's even more Metroidvania. You, you loop back to that hub often and then go yes. back to things that you had couldn't access before by gaining either new items or knowledge. Yes, 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 correct. But and and that same mechanic is very applicable within the levels themselves. Uh, so each record tape that you find is a voice recording of sessions that he has with a specific patient. Uh, so the first one you run into is for his patient, Virginia. And this is in the demo, so this isn't really much of a spoiler for, you know, too deeply. But the first level is extremely interesting. It's actually one of my favorite parts about this game because you when he starts playing the tape he gets sent into this dream world and this dream world is supposed to be a physical manifestation of virginia's mental state and emotional state and it is uh it's sending in this dream world and you're in the basically the equivalent of a walmart a broken down run down walmart in the middle of this flooded city right <clears throat> And you go in there, you walk into the Walmart, and you very quickly find out that this Walmart is being haunted by a woman, a woman ghost, that is floating around the Walmart and is chasing you down and trying to kill you. The thing is, when you initially run into her, she flies at you, you run behind this, like, random, like, dress mirror that's in the middle of the, of the grocery store, she runs into it, screams, don't look at me, and flies away. And so you pick up this piece of mirror, shattered mirror, and you carry it with you under the insinuation that you now recognize that this ghost is terrified of seeing herself in the mirror. And so you use the entire game, this mirror, uh, in a first-person perspective. This is game's in pers first person. You use it sort of like above your, your eye to see what's going on behind you. And so it's a really cool mechanic because it, it it's showing this piece of technology that they're using in game where it's actively loading things that are happening behind your character as well as in front of your character. Um, and you can see that being presented Dang. to you through this shard of mirror. And so it's really cool because not only is that mechanic used in just this level to keep her from flying up behind you, but it also reveals secret letters that are written in the walls um, secret items that you need to find for certain levels and such. Um, and even more so secret areas that you can find within the game to find more collectibles, to find items, to find, um, um, ammunition, like all sorts of like things that you would need to continue on in, in the game. And the, and this is a very fluid thing. My issue that I have with this is that they don't explain how this is used you kind of just learn it as you go and so what what i felt after sort of figuring out the puzzles of this first mission what i'm assuming should have taken because the eight to ten window thing ten ten eight to ten hour window <laughs> thing here is that this should have taken <laughs> this one thing should have taken me only two hours and it took me almost three because I couldn't figure out how to solve these puzzles to save my fucking life, dude. Like some of these <laughs> some of these puzzles are so complex in how they are because they're Metroidvania puzzles. You're having to like go right. in. You need you need to get into this room. But to get into this room, you need to get the key for this door. And to get the key to this door, you have to go into this vent that's up here behind this other locked wall thing. And to open that wall thing, you have to move this thing over here that opens that wall. And 
it's like a series right. of things and it's so convoluted in like how they explain it. It's extremely environmental cues. And uh, it, it it just creates where like if you're not paying attention to every single fucking detail you're running into, you're going to get so lost. So, 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 so unfortunately lost. <laughs> and I cannot I can't even count on my hands how many times I had to stop and be like, what in the fuck am I looking for? Like, <laughs> like, and I'm, what and am I'm, I doing? And I'm previewing it. So I can't just look up like. A, a walkthrough because I'm previewing. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Because I am the walkthrough. I am the walkthrough. So I'm like, I can't, I can't just go in and do this. Now, granted, though, like, like I said, this, this, this comes as a fault in a lot of different ways, but I really do genuinely enjoy that they made the puzzles like that complex. Because if you're a puzzle game guy, if you're a puzzle game person that enjoys puzzle games to this extent, you're going to have a really good time with this. If you like the the mindfulness of like this game, no pun intended, <laughs> of, 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 of this game's like puzzle work, because it's super creative. They do some really, really creative things Oh, God, here we go. Xander's in the chat. He said it sounds dot, dot, dot puzzling. I hate it here. I hate it. Here. <laughs> I love you, Xander. I haven't talked to you in so long. I love you, dog. Thank okay. you for coming with your dad puns. I appreciate you. It's uh, the, the game. The game's very much focused on the, the puzzle stuff and the puzzles are super complex. My ordeal is that the, the puzzles are almost so complex that it makes you sort of exhausted in the levels where I felt like I was because each one's sort of like a map, right? Like each each tape that you go to, it sends you to a new place it sends you to this dream world. And this dream world is sort of like an open sandbox, but you're staying generally within this this world, this area of this world. Like within the sandbox and being in there trying to solve this very just sort of like long, complex, drawn out puzzle for so long in this area feels so exhausting. I had to play this game in like three hour sessions over the course of the past like five days because I would be so tired by the time I got to like hour three or four that I'd be like, I can't dude. Like I want to crunch this game and just play the shit out of this game because I'm intrigued by it. I'm interested in the story, but it was just so exhausting. And I got so tired of being in the same fucking place. Like, I don't want to do this puzzle anymore. I want to move on and do the next puzzle, but I fucking can't. Cause I got to finish this one. First. Yeah. And, and the thing is that they get more complex and long and convoluted as the game goes on. And so it's like, because right. there's technically four levels, each one is individually harder than the last and more complex than right. the last. And you're using items that you had items and weapons that you found in the last level to help you progress into the next level. And each level has a boss. Here's the part that's most exhausting. Okay. And this, you guys are gonna love this. This game is a psychological horror game. It's not quite as scary as it looks in the trailers and stuff. It's not quite as scary as, say, I don't know, Resident Evil 5, right? Like, like there's, like, like there's, 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 well, not 5. No, 5 wasn't even fucking scary. I'm sorry. I meant, I meant Village. Village. Seven. Village is fucking horrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this, this. This game on each level has an unkillable boss that is constantly pursuing you. And each one of those bosses is supposed to be like a ghost 
creature version of the patient that you are currently like sort of living within their world. And so they have this, this creature manifestation of who they are and what their personality is. And so for example, this is not spoiling too much because this is this first level is actually the demo. Um, Virginia, her story is that as a kid, her mother had forced her to go to beauty pageants. Um, and her mother was physically abusive towards her and forced her to go to these beauty pageants as a sense of like, oh, I want to look like a good parent. And one day she got sick of it and got angry and upset and broke the mirror in her bathroom. And the mirror came tumbling on top of her and scarred the entirety of her face. And her mother disowned her because of it. And her mother continued to physically abuse her more because she couldn't attend these beauty pageants anymore. And eventually she spiraled into an emotional depression, found Desmond, you, the main character, her, her therapist, expressed these things to her and or him and eventually commit suicide in this grocery store um, because she was paranoid and thought people were staring at her from every angle and she like fell into a mirror and yeah, it, yeah, explicit, explicit, explicit. Uh, and so that's the story of this ghost that's okay. chasing you inside of the store. And so there are interesting stories for each one of these characters that are within this game. And I was intrigued by it. I don't, I can't say that I was intrigued enough to have had, if I was not feeling like obligated to beat this game so I could actually talk about it. Um, I can't say that I would have been intrigued enough that I would have completed it otherwise. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Like the the interest didn't outweigh the frustration? For me personally, yes. And I can see for some people like being like like completionist mindset how some people are like, I'm so dived into this puzzle. And in a weird way, I kind of was. I kind of was like, I'm already here. I'm already this far into the puzzle. I can't stop now. Like I have to complete this puzzle. And so I'm like going through it. The, the issue is that to complete the puzzle, there's so many complex things that you have to do in order to complete this fucking puzzle. And none of it is explained to you. None of it is explained to you. They give you just a base use of like, this is how you use this item. Good luck. And they kind of just throw you into the fucking fray. Okay. And at the end of the level, you have a big boss standoff that you have to do to fight the creature that you're going after. Or that's chasing after you the entire time. Um, and, you know, you beat the boss. You go back to the apartment hub and you find the next tape. You continue on in the story until there. What I can say is that the ending has a really, really cool payoff. Um, Because these characters uh, that you are evaluating that you are sort of like talking about like their psychiatric sections and stuff like that have a loose connection for the greater story of the plot of something deeper that's going on between Desmond and his patients uh, that sort of explains the weird, creepy shit that's going on. Um, Yeah, I I, th- I think the story this the story was was something memorable, and I would say it, it is worth experiencing. Just be warned that this is very much a Metroidvania puzzle game, and it will get frustrating sometimes. It will get frustrating sometimes. So, since you've had the opportunity, and you've you know you've played and you've beaten this game, and I didn't have the opportunity to to get hands on with it. 
I wrote down a couple of questions. Sure. To help us do it. Uh, focus our review here. Let's see. So I've got I've got five questions for you, which I believe will be perfect to fill out the Tight. rest of our time. Tight. Let's do it. Uh, with uh, in sound mind. So I've got five questions for you. Yes. And we'll just kind of go down the list. It'll help kind of focus a lot of the stuff that you've already talked about for this. Okay. Okay. So first yes. question. Right, or right. no, good sir. You got, you got it, my guy. You got All right. it. How did this game differ from your initial expectations, what you expected it to be, and what did you think it was going to be versus what it actually turned out to be? Okay, so I really... That's a good that's a good question. Thank you. Uh so I came into this game thinking it was going to be a, another sort of uh evil within experience from like a first person perspective. I thought it was going to be one of those sort of like Five Nights at Freddy's sort of things where you're sort of like navigating your way around and like running into creepy stuff and ooh, jump scare like out of, like out of nowhere like ooh the like ghost comes out i thought it was going to be one of those things and i was like okay like i'm down like i played a few of those games i enjoy those you know and then going into it and finding out like what is the story's kind of like aiming for once you complete the first mission for virginia and her character uh it sort of opens up what the story's actually like about like what it's heading towards and i was way more intrigued once I found that out, because at first you're kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in this right now. He's in an apartment building. There's some guy who's calling you this, 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 this voice, the voice acting of this, by the way, was like really bad, good and good, bad. We're like, it's very intentionally cheesy. There's this sort of like ominous, like character that you see sort of like randomly in random places. He's the guy that's in like the, the front cover of, uh, of like all the, the posters and stuff for this game. The weird guy with like the top okay. hat, he's calling you. And the voice actor for this, whom I don't know who who the voice actor is, I didn't look it up, but he's got this very like uh, uh, like old uh, 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 like old like 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 homeowner voice, you know. <laughs> he's calling, and he's and he's trying to explain to you that he's trying to kill your character, right? He's just being very straight up about this. I want you dead. He doesn't explain why. But he's explaining that he wants you dead. And you and you just answer you're answering random phones that you're walking by in the apartment building. Those start ringing. So you pick it up like, hey, 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 Desmond, guess you couldn't figure that puzzle out, could you? And it's like this ridiculous oh over the top fucking voice. But it's so rad for what it is. And I'm just like, sure, I'll take it. I'll take it, dude. But anyways, that's what it starts out with. And I was like, OK, okay. sure, I'm here for it kind of sure but then you enter the dream world of virginia and then you find out what's going on there you find out that it's very much a puzzle game and then i'm like all right i'm in i'm fucking in uh what i can say too that kind of like rides in, in inside this i mentioned earlier that this game uh, i the best way that i can think to explain it is that this game is sort of a weird accumulation of like three or four different games and because it's trying to be four different games in one, it it isn't excellent, excellent at doing any one of those things besides the puzzling. And it does the okay. puzzling so well that I feel like it was almost like to its detriment because of how long the puzzles are. 
and like how long you're in this in this specific area trying to figure out this puzzle. And I don't know if it's because I'm a dum dum or something, but like I dude, I oh my god, my my dude, I had one of the areas I was in for four and a half hours, Garrick. Four and a half hours I spent in this fucking area dude, trying to figure it away. out. It's like and again, and then and then come to find out it was it was so simple. It was so simple to solve this part of the puzzle. It was so fucking simple. I just did not click the right fucking thing. It was it was it was, was just, it one of those solutions where like once you figured out what it is, you were just like Jesus fucking Christ! I no, cannot believe I missed one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I will say for anyone that's watching that has also got like a review for this or whatever. I've seen a few of you out there that played this game. Uh, <laughs> you guys will know what I'm talking about when I say the computer chips in the third level are some of the most frustrating bullshit <laughs> on the planet because I could <laughs> not figure out this shit, man. I could not fucking figure it out to save my life. I don't want to root for any of you at home, but that's all I will say. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Perfect. this this game does a lot, a lot of things very okay, but because of because of such, it spreads it too thin. So like. Honestly, in my opinion, this game could have completely done without any of the gun work, any of the gunplay, because there's guns in this game. You can shoot these like ghost enemies that randomly pop up in each mission, like each like little area that you're walking around in. It could have done completely without the combat entirely. And it still would have been a good game. I arguably would have been a better game because I feel like then they would have just committed to it being a psychological horror puzzle game. And I feel like in like because the action sort of feels Bioshocky and the the eeriness of the setting feels Bioshocky. And if they would have just taken the action out and just focused on the the creepiness of the Bioshock universe and giving that to us in here, but with puzzles, it would have made it so much better for me. I felt the action just was so unnecessary for a majority of the game where it just like the gunplay was just so clunky. It was super, super clunky. You didn't feel like say a destiny, say, you know, uh, a fucking, you know, war zone or battlefield or what have you. Like it didn't feel smooth. And because it felt clunky, it felt like I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go into combat. Okay. I was like dreading the idea of going into combat. So I guess to answer your question, that I actually, answered another one of my questions oh beautiful okay if there was anything in the game you thought could have been changed or done differently and why but since you kind of answered that on your own that actually leads me to my next question which okay. you touched on a little bit just inadvertently sure sure uh what was your favorite aspect of the game and i'm going to give you a couple to choose from just to dial it in okay the uh, between the narrative the art direction okay. the score and the gameplay mechanics, what was your favorite facet of the game? The score the, the score I know is it's a, kind of a thinker. No, for sure, for sure. The the so there's a score and there's a soundtrack. And the soundtrack is uh made by one Xander. <laughs> he came in to reply just because I said the, the phrase destiny. I hate it. I he's like it's this like is you so can summon him, dude. <laughs> did someone did someone say destiny? Just so say the destiny five times in the mirror, and Xander will appear. <laughs> so the the entire soundtrack of the game is done by uh, by an artist named the Living Tombstone, uh, and they I'm not sure if it's man, woman, non-binary, what have you, uh, but Living Tombstone does the entire soundtrack for it, and that's not saying too much because I don't know if they do also the score. 
and the soundtrack. But there, uh, after you complete each uh, tape, they call the missions tapes, right? Uh, because you're playing a tape and that's the world you're entering. Uh, after you complete each one, you have an opportunity to go back to the place that you found the tape in order to find a vinyl record that you can play a song that is on your record player in your office that is related to the patient and their story. Um, and they're interesting and they're okay at best personally in my personal taste. I think they're okay at best. The score is dope. The score is sick because the score is very eerie and it's very dark and it's very, it's very, it's very like, like, like works with the atmosphere overall of the area that you're in. Like the score changes in between different like maps or tapes that you go to, uh, obviously. Right. Um, but sometimes the score is very, uh, gave me a little bit of whiplash because there's some areas. So, you know, I was mentioning there's little like ghost guys that, that the combat is mainly like directed towards like these, there's like these ghost dudes that come out right. of the ground and they run at you and they have like these, these spotlights as like faces that, that shine and they turn red when they see you and they're running at you and you have to shoot at them. The score will go from like, like creepy, like eerie music. And then out of nowhere, an enemy sees you. It's like, and it like turns into like, doom like really for like, like what the fuck is happening and right it's now? like i don't like I'm, and then you and then you kill them and it's like da, 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 da. like you kill them and it's like da, 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 da. it goes back to the eerie music and i'm like interesting interesting it, it's like we don't really know how to audio engineer just put a fade at the beginning of the end it was it was put a fade it was weird it, it kind of gave me a little bit of whiplash uh to to be completely lost so i can't say it's the music i can't say it's the mechanics of the game either because really the only mechanic of the game that i thought was like super original and super cool was the broken mirror piece I well, it's it's the first like I can I cannot fathom enough like how rad this one mechanic was in the game because you can't you can't point it forward to see things you're literally using it to see what's behind you and so there's parts of the game where in order to progress you have to find hidden messages that are written on the wall um that will point you towards an item that you can't grab so this 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 mirror has has mystical powers i guess is the best way i can say it whatever you see in the mirror will be revealed to you in real life for like 5 seconds and then it fades away and then you have to look at it again from the rear view reflection of the mirror in order for it to pop up again. So, so you like you almost have to look at it backwards and then be like, all right, that's right there. And then you have to like turn around and get it real quick before it goes away. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dev, I looked in a broken mirror once and saw my greatest fear. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. Here we go. We have Devin and Xander in the chat at the same time. That's dangerous. That's, oh dangerous. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm both out real quick, real quick. <laughs> So, yes, uh, essentially, yeah, you have to see what you're looking for in the in the broken mirror piece behind you. Ernell and Whitey Tidy's eating a make rib. <sighs> I hate this place. I mean, I'd sign up for an place. OnlyFans for that. Uh, right. I'm saying I don't wear Whitey Ties. I do boxer briefs specifically, uh, more, even more specifically, <laughs> exclusively Adidas only. I only have Adidas boxers, boxer briefs. I got thick thighs, so I got to keep all my all my shit packaged up real close. Otherwise, I'll chafe. And no, 
<laughs> Xander in the chat. OnlyFans.com slash rib. I fucking hate it here. I hate it here. Anyways, it's only, yeah. it's only active a couple times a year because, you know, it's a promotional item. I, I don't want to derail too much. I don't want to derail too much. So, <laughs> so yeah, there, there, you, you have to, like, reveal what you're looking for in the, in the rear view mirror piece and then turn around really fast to see it as it sort of fades away. So there's parts of the game where there's an item you need that is in like ghost mode and you can't see it or grab it until you've revealed it in the mirror. You turn around and you grab it really fast and it can enter inventory. Otherwise, if you don't do it fast enough, it's not clickable, which goes into my next point. The accessibility in this game is not good. This is a very poorly accessible game. Uh, there's some things in this in this world that you just cannot find. You just cannot fucking find it unless you're looking really, really close. You cannot find it. So people that have visual disabilities are not going to be able to play this game. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to play this fucking game. It, it's I, I'm a little bit weird about it. The accessibility in this I was not very fond of. As someone who has uh, what is it unilateral hearing loss, um, the the audio settings sure they had like subtitles, but you couldn't edit the subtitles. Uh, you you can't basic, couldn't adjust very, very basic accessibility settings. Kind of a big gripe for me as someone who it who has hearing loss. A little bit. Weird I mean, about degenerative, it, but... degenerative hearing loss right here, my guy. So yeah, I get dude, it. Yeah, I, I, I just wish I wish the game We'll we'll get into it another day. Uh, with that said, I would say the mirror mechanic is my is my absolute favorite part of this game. I. Uh, but that runs as a very close second to the story of the individual characters, uh, because there's some very heartbreaking stories in this and they go into it. They go into it like there's 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 a uh, Virginia, like I said, like her story with her mother and her having her face scarred and then like killing herself in the middle of a grocery store because she's paranoid and like thinks that everyone is like, like, like judging her because her mother used to judge her and like heartbreaking fucking story. The, uh, the second character got like, he stumbled upon something he wasn't supposed to fucking stumble upon. And he was going to Desmond, your character, uh, because he, he also had paranoid issues that were exacerbated by his dreadful dying fear of the dark. Um, and that turned into a lot of problems for him. There's another character who was very much narcissistic, uh, violent, violent, violent man and lost his family and continued to pursue some other means of trying to get his family back because he loved his daughter so much. And so that was very relatable for me. The, the each character individually has a super interesting and, and like very attachable story to it that I felt that I only ever really have in like, horror movies and in this like they they nailed the stories of each each of these individuals and you kind of collect their stories through like finding these tapes in this sort of like pre-hub world as you're navigating towards the actual like dream world you're trying to get to there's sort of like a like middle hub world between your apartment complex and navigating to the sandbox you're trying to get to and as you're navigating through there's no enemies or anything but you find random uh like tape recorder players you click play and it'll play a segment of desmond and that patient's uh last session together 
and they sort of loosely in bits and pieces introduce some of the story of why the character's there and their relationship with Desmond, your character. And then you find the overall story of what was going on with them as you complete the mission. And at the end of the mission, there's like a debrief that that helps you with okay. that. So I would say, I yeah, like that. I kind of like that. I don't I I really I really enjoy like breadcrumb stories where like you kind of have to kind of they give you the opportunity to, to piece it together to build that bigger hole. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to check it out from that perspective. Um, you Again, you you know, you answered another question with as we went in from weather. Beautiful. But hey, beautiful. That's OK, the the, 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 the natural conversation flow worked itself out. So that will actually just uh, give me we can just go to our final question, which is. Who would you recommend this game to? Like people of fans of what? Like if you were if you wanted to be like, all right, if you're a fan of this kind of game, like who would who would you want to see playing in Sound Mind? It's it's tough, right? Because it's like I said, this this game does a lot of things and it's not a master in any of them besides the puzzling, which which sort of like leads me to want to immediately say like just off the bat if you do not like puzzle games you are not going to enjoy this game this this like this game is as puzzle game like environmental puzzle game as it like could possibly get um and if you get easily frustrated with puzzle games you're not gonna have a good time because even me someone who does not very much get frustrated with puzzle games was getting frustrated and like there is there is a couple times that i was like I feel like I've been here for too long. I feel like this puzzle could have been shortened, could have been cut in half. Even there's a couple, even just like a couple of the, uh, the like areas that you go to, like the sandboxes that you go to, uh, honestly could like the amount of time you spend in there could have been cut in half. Um, so you I still could have got all the story bits with just less time. Yeah. 100%. Like if this, because I played this game for almost 22 hours, Garrett, if, this game would have actually been a 10 to 12 hour experience. Like actually, right? Like even if you get lost, this will still only be a 12 hour experience. I would have been so much happier about it. So much happier. If they would have just done like dimmed things down a little bit, just a little bit, just cut off some of that extra fat that we don't really need. in some of these puzzles that were just kind of a little unnecessary, it would, I would have been totally fine for that. With that said, to answer your question, I, I, I would say that the only person really that I can confidently say should be playing this game is fans of puzzle games. The issue is that you also have to be a fan of psychological horror stuff, because if you are going through this game strictly for the puzzles, like you'll feel satisfied because you're doing the puzzles, but you're not going to feel like there's any sort of like real like 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 end goal that you're trying to get to besides just solving the puzzles. Right. And and the issue with that is it's like if you're not into psychological horror as well, which a majority of the story is kind of just like bits and chunks and pieces of this overall this overarching like a plot psychological horror story that has this B plot that's sort of creeping in halfway through. You're you're more than likely to get bored of it if you feel like the puzzles aren't rewarding enough. Um and in some ways they are, okay. in some ways they aren't, but the ways that they are rewarding sort of play into like you just sort of progressing in the story to get to the next puzzle in order for you to be rewarded so you can progress in the story and get to the next puzzle and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, so I, I would say like with confidence, um, 
puzzle game people absolutely if you like if you like puzzle games if you like metroidvanias this is this would probably be a good one for you uh metroidvania fans puzzle fans absolutely play this game play this game especially if you also like like uh like some some psychological horror themes thriller themes even along with your puzzle game or metroidvania this this one would knock it out of the park for you i enjoy those things so it worked well for me yeah to be playing i like it. puzzles and psychological horror so they, yeah. it might be something i would be interested in too i do i do generally think that you would you would like it like i i think like you have you have the right kind of patience to sort of like wage your way through and if you get stuck on anything you can let me know like i buy means i don't have any problem helping <laughs> sure. with anything because there's a couple things the last thing i do want to mention that's not related to this question i had a couple of bugs that i ran into in this game there is a day one patch that dropped this morning let everybody know uh so this could be fixed by now one bug that is i can briefly mention really fast is that uh my game crashed during mission three like the third world um my game crashed when i was introduced to the boss of the area see i said like each world uh has like a boss that like an unkillable boss that's like per like persistently hunting you down um and you have to like fend it off and then it comes back and haunts you down again uh Right. Uh, when I was introduced the boss, <laughs> it was flying at me and I was like, oh, shit. And I went to move and dodge and my entire game crashed. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that was really bad timing for my okay. game. Crash. I uploaded it and it was fine. Like no issue after that it was the only crash that I had the entire game. The one that I need to mention that is a little bit more prolonged is the game breaking bug I ran into in mission two. Because this bug took what uh, what should have been a two and two hour, two and a half hour experience and turned it into five hours for me because I spent two hours getting to near the end of this area. And I spent three hours trying to figure out how to unlock the boss guy from being stuck underneath a building <laughs> because this this guy, he's this like creature that is floating through the ground, like in like a pit of like, I don't know, like molasses, basically like a pit of like tar. And he sucks things into his tar that he floats underneath to. And so you have to use him to sort of like like purposefully destroy things that are in your way in order for you to progress the next area. And so he got stuck under this building that was oh, not. Oh, no, so you couldn't use him to. That I couldn't piss me off, dude. He got so stuck far. under this un, this indestructible building. He got stuck in, under this indestructible building. And I had the the last thing I fucking needed. The last thing I needed was this like, 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 uh, fucking like battery voltage pack thing. You pull it, the garage door closes. And the idea is that you're supposed to have him chase you. And he destroys this box that is blocking the exit to this, this shed, this garage that you're in. But because he's stuck, I couldn't exit the garage through this other hole. So I had to put the battery thing back, open the garage door, go back. And I spent almost three hours trying to unlock him. <laughs> from under this building. <laughs> walk 
away, dude. I do. I tried. Away. I tried everything. I tried shooting him. So he he's this. This is the character that I mentioned is afraid of the dark. You have to use your flashlight that's in the game to ward him away. Uh, so anytime he comes up to you, you turn on your flashlight. He's like, oh, don't shine it on me. And he like floats away or whatever. Right. I'm trying to shine the flashlight on him. That doesn't fucking work. He's like, ah, he just like stays there. He just screams for like fucking three minutes, right? Shining the flashlight, that doesn't work. You get a flare gun in the game that illuminates light. I shoot the flare gun. He like try to kind of come towards me and then I flash the spotlight on. Like I was trying everything, a process of elimination. I fucking tried damn near everything. Nothing worked. I just eventually restarted the fucking game. And this, my, it, I had to redo. I was going to say, that's what I would have done at, at that, because you, what you said it was on the second stage. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that sucks because that's like in, in a game that's, you know, they said it was only supposed to be an eight to 12 hour experience. That would reasonably be halfway. Right. You would think. Yeah. Give or take. So mm-hmm. that, that sucks to get halfway yeah. through a game and get stuck like that. Yeah. I mean, granted you did mention there was that day one patch, so it could it have could, been resolved. It could have been fixed. Yeah. But, it could have been fixed, but in case it has not, given that the whole game is problem solving, you know, because it's, it's a puzzling game. Yeah. The fact that the puzzle wasn't working the way it was intended to <laughs> is an issue. <laughs> it's, it is an issue. It is an issue. Hopefully it is fixed. Uh, just let you guys know if it is not, uh, there is an active save, uh, like system in this game. And, uh, you can just reload the last checkpoint and it'll take you to the last checkpoint that you had, which realistically isn't too far back. Probably another like 10 minutes of gameplay prior to where you were, uh, which is, you know, a bit, but, Nothing compared to the three hours I spent trying to unlock the fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, guys, that was in sound mind. Um, I would say rating wise. I would give this game a solid seven out of ten. Um, it has it is not without its issues. Uh, but as far as being a puzzle game, it is a remarkable puzzle game. It is a ge- almost genius puzzle game. They have some really complex puzzles here that that I was like astonished that they created the way that they did. There's some really clever puzzles and there's some very cool puzzles. There's there's some really, really fucking rad puzzles in this game. But there's for every rad puzzle, there's two kind of really boring ones. Um that kind of is like the main thing that I would take away from it uh, outside of just the action feeling a little bit unnecessary. Uh, but the story is stellar. The puzzles are stellar. Seven out of ten. If you like puzzle games, Metroidvanias, absolutely play this game. Absolutely. Anything else you need to know, Garrett? Word. No, man. Honestly, I feel like I'm probably going to end up checking this out, especially since I just recently played through Superliminal. And I oh, kind of yeah. get oh, that yeah. they're kind they're kind of in the same vein. So... I'll peep this based off of that recommendation and uh, everything I saw. Hell yeah, dude. Guys, our schedule this week, tomorrow I'm going to be on playing Life of Strange True Colors, possibly for the last time. We're going to try to move on in October, and we're right there at the end of this month. I'm going to be playing it one last time to kind of get all the feelies out. Um, If you guys want more of it, please tweet at me. Let me know. Uh, On Friday, we're going to be playing Destiny 2. Uh, We have to kind of see where Devin's uh, internet situation is. Uh, 
uh, with his new place because he just recently moved uh, and see, make sure that his internet's actually set up correctly. Otherwise, I will be here to play that. I don't have my kiddo this week and until the weekend, so I, I'll be here to play play some Destiny on Friday. Saturday, we have another Good Kraken podcast uh, with Venom 2 review uh on on saturday for that we have to unfortunately uh move our time to 2 p.m on saturday uh genesee the wonderful wonderful genesee gabrielle that we do all of our marvel content uh for is going to be at a baby shower uh earlier in the day and we want genesee to be a part of our marvel stuff so um with that said we'll be here 2 p.m pacific daylight time on saturday come here hang out do the fucking thing uh, and go see Venom 2 so that we can all just shit on it together. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But you can't shit on Dude, us. I want it. I want it to be good. I really do. Oh, God. Be I, good, I'm, Venom begging, two. I'm begging. I'm begging for it. For me. Oh, God. I, I just, I need it to be good. I need it. And for those all, and for the movie theater seats, just do it for the movie theater seats. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 But you can't shit on us because this has been the Good Cracking Podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday, usually at 12 p.m., right here at twitch.tv slash Show. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing below, going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link down there in the About section of our Twitch channel and clicking that bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Cracking with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. But until next time, my friends, be good to each other. Oh.